Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Lawyers Learning Center with DHIA podcast. Today, we are talking about email disclaimers for law firms. We invite you to tune in every Thursday as we continue to cover productizing legal services, legal case management software, business development planning, asking for referrals and testimonials, billing challenges, alternative fee arrangements, marketing tools, and more all this season. Subscribe so you don't miss a thing. Comment with your thoughts so we can share more of what's important to you. Email disclaimers for law firms. Email has become one of the staples of business and personal communication. Now more than ever, companies are increasingly aware that email and other forms of electronic communication pose some significant exposures. In recent years, many organizations have fallen victim to lawsuits brought by both their employees and other companies as a result of email messages. Allegations can range anywhere from defamation of character to unintended contract formation. Companies can use a number of risk management techniques to control the exposure associated with electronic communication, including disclaimers, email policies, email filtering, and antivirus software. The purpose of today's episode is to provide a brief overview of most email disclaimers and discuss some of the risk management techniques that can be used to minimize your organization's liability associated with electronic communication. There are seven areas of concern when it comes to liability for electronic communication. 1. Breach of Confidentiality This type of breach occurs when confidential information is intentionally sent to someone who then fails to honor the confidentiality of the message. By including a disclaimer warning that the content of the email is confidential, you can protect your company against the exposure of confidential information. If the receiver breaches this confidentiality, they could be liable. 2. Accidental Breach of Confidentiality This type of breach occurs when an individual mistakenly sends a confidential message to someone who should not have received it. For example, if an employee were to receive a confidential message and then inadvertently forwards the message to the wrong person, the employee and the company could be liable. A wrongly addressed email could easily be forwarded to a webmaster, which might not be authorized to read the mail. With these things in mind, You may want to include a statement at the end of your email that the message is only intended for the addressee, and if anyone receives the email by mistake, they are bound to confidentiality. 3. Transmission of viruses. Emails have the potential to contain viruses or other corrupt computer files. If an employee sends or forwards an email that contains a virus, your company can be sued for any resulting damages. Apart from implementing a good virus checker that blocks viruses entering and leaving the company via email, organizations should also include a disclaimer stating the email may possibly contain viruses and the receiver is responsible for checking and deleting viruses. 4. Entering into contracts. Written communication, including email, can be used to form binding legal contracts if the individuals have actual or apparent authority to do so. 
if you do not wish certain employees to be able to form binding contracts by email, you could include a statement that any form of contract needs to be confirmed by the person's manager or, in the alternative, that employees do not have the authority to bind the company to any contracts. 5. Negligent misstatement. By law, a person is obligated to exercise reasonable care when giving advice that a foreseeable third party relies on. If an employee were to give professional advice in an email, the employer will be liable for the effect of the advice. For this reason, you would want to include a disclaimer that any advice is for the benefit of the receiver and cannot be relied on by third parties. 6. Vicarious Liability of the Employer Although a company is ultimately responsible for the actions of its employees, including the content of any emails they send, a disclaimer may decrease liability if a company can show it has correctly instructed its employees not to send inappropriate or defamatory statements. A company can demonstrate this by including an email disclaimer to that effect and by implementing an email policy that clearly warns employees against misuse of email. 7. Legal Compliance There are a number of federal and state laws which require individuals to disclose certain facts. For example, a debt collector is required to notify the recipients that they are a collection agency attempting to collect a debt. An investment advisor may need to identify those states where he or she is licensed to conduct business. An attorney may need to disclose those states where he or she is licensed to practice law. Some states require companies to disclose their license numbers. Many of these requirements vary by region and industry. How to draft a disclaimer. At the minimum, an email disclaimer should address each of the seven areas defined in this episode. Once the basic elements are established, your disclaimer should be tailored to fit the specific needs of your organization depending on the nature of your business. Jumpstart your email disclaimer today with our downloadable email disclaimer worksheet. It's a good starting point to help protect your business when using email communications. The link will be in the description. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Lawyers Learning Center with DHIA podcast. If you found this information useful, please subscribe and share. We invite you to share your biggest takeaway in the comments, ask a question, or suggest a subject you'd like to hear. Your feedback will help us achieve our mission to keep our topics relevant for you. Tune in next Thursday as we go over five basic alternative fee agreements for law firms. Mm-hmm.